Welcome believers, skeptics, and paranormal thrill seekers to this, the third and final installment in the Dealing with Demons series here on Through the Veil. Today we are looking at the demon that has accumulated quite a reputation in the last decade. I am of course talking about Sozo, the Ouija demon. I have a pretty intense message board post that seems to be the post that kickstarted the whole Zozo craze. I have left it unedited as I present it to you as it as it's written in a first-hand account. So let's get into the show. When talking about demons, we cannot overlook a demon that has grown in popularity over the last decade. This demon has entered pop culture with tons of videos on YouTube and even into motion pictures. But is it really a demon? Well, the popular consensus is yes. When looking at this phenomena from the point of view of an investigator, we have to apply some knowledge of the paranormal. When talking about the supernatural, you have to remember that this widely accepted theory is that spirits that were once human will never claim to be a demon, where a demon will almost always claim to be something else at first. This brings us to the medium that Zozo appears to favor, that is the spirit board, or as you may know it, as the Ouija board. The spirit board is one of the oldest forms of spirit communications. Before we dive into Zozo, let's take a minute to look at the Ouija board and its origins. Talking boards were all the rage in the late 18, early 1900s with the rising popularity of spiritualism that swept through America. You see, spiritualism was already heavily practiced across the pond in Europe, even longer before that. However, communing with spirits can actually be traced as far back as 1100 AD in China through the use of automatic writing. Think Ouija board without a board, or with letters. A writing tool was instead emplaced into the planchette and the spirits could physically write out their replies. The Ouija board was actually created and named in Baltimore, Maryland in 1890. The boards were manufactured by the Kennard Novelty Company. And the term Ouija has two different origins. The first proposed origin was that it was based on an Egyptian term meaning good luck. The other, more widely accepted origin is that it is a combination for the French and German words for yes. Now what makes these boards so dangerous? Well, let's just say it's like a blind date where you meet on the phone and can't actually see who you're talking to. I'm looking at you, Captain Howdy. You think you're talking to a spirit named Victoria that died a hundred years ago from tuberculosis when actually you're talking to a demon from the 10th level of hell that wants to murder you and your dog in your sleep. I'm just saying. However, it is still among the most popular sleepover activities to this day. My mom wouldn't let one in the house. Truth be told, I've never really had the urge to use one, even back when I was an active paranormal investigator. It, it just didn't draw me in at all. And you know what they say, you go looking for trouble, be careful, because trouble may find you. When we return, I will tell you a story about Zozo the Demon, the Ouija board. Stay with us. Welcome back, listeners. 
Before we get into the story, let's ask ourselves, who is Zozo? For this, let's forget temporarily, for a moment, all of the YouTube media about this entity. Let's look at its origins. Zozo's first appearance was actually in a book by Jacques Colin de Plancy in 1818, entitled Dictionnaire Infernal. English translation, Infernal Dictionary. I'll have links to where you can find this book in the show description. Zozo predates the Ouija board by almost 70 years, just by that book alone. There are other, more far-reaching theories that Zozo is actually another name for Pazuzu, the demon featured in 1973's The Exorcist. However, I think this is simply due to the relation of the use of a Ouija board in the film that opened the girl up to possession. No one really knows. And how the spirit actually became associated with Ouija boards is a lingering question as well, as you can run into this entity just as you would any other entity. It's not strictly limited to the board. Now, on with the story of Darren Wayne Evans. This guy posted a story on a paranormal message board in 2009, claiming that he and his family had been attacked by the demon known as Zozo. An attack that nearly took the life of his one-year-old daughter on multiple occasions. This can be read on TrueGhostTales.com. I'll link it in the show description. Now this is what he said in his post in 2009. Unedited. My name is Darren, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm currently 40 years old, and I've held a fascination with the occult since an early age. I have had many bizarre experiences with Ouija boards, and I'm writing this as a warning to people that bad things can happen because of these quote-unquote portals. Parker Brothers doesn't care if a demon possesses you, or if you come under some type of attack from something you know nothing about. The majority of people from the United States holds a skeptical view regarding the scientific evidence of spirits or ghosts. And many people who believe in these things also believe that it is for this very reason that ghosts and poltergeists occur here and exist under the radar, so to speak. These Ouija boards are manufactured under the precept that they are mere toys. Let me tell you firsthand that they are not toys and should be used with strict caution, and probably should not be messed with at all. Other countries take a more open-minded view of spirits, demons, and ghosts, and many, many cultures have based entire religions around these beliefs. During my experience with Ouija boards, one particular spirit always seemed compelled to make its presence known. Its name is Zozo. And today I refuse to even pronounce its name as I believe the mere pronunciation of it can cause it to manifest itself. Too many times to count, it has at first pretended to be a nice spirit or pretend to be whomever I'm trying to contact. But eventually it showed its true self, cussing me, threatening me, and others present in the room. Once it actually cussed me using what looked like Latin or Hebrew and using biblical terminology. I was genuinely fascinated and startled by how many times Zozo showed up. 
even in different states and on different Ouija boards. It always wound up being very nasty and commented freely about how it wanted to possess my girlfriends and take them to paradise. When I asked where paradise was, it spelled H-E-L-L. One time after Zozo was being extremely evil, I walked into my bathroom only to see my one-year-old daughter about to drown. Her mother had left her alone in the tub, quote, just for one second, and somehow the water got turned on and was overflowing. Instinctively, she had her face tilted up and was seconds from going under when I grabbed her from the water. The next day, she was hospitalized for some weird internal infection and was put in isolation for 14 days straight as doctors tried to diagnose the illness. We almost lost her. And that was when I began to suspect demonic attack. At this same time, my girlfriend maintained a trance-like state. Her personality changed from a very sweet person to withdrawn and uncaring. Zozo said before this that it was going to possess her and eat her soul. I was recording music for a future rock project and I remember jokingly asked if it had an opinion on what I should name the band. It spelled Iron Tongue, which I thought at the time was pretty cool. Only later when my daughter's tongue swelled up in the hospital to the point of asphyxiation, I realized that this wasn't cool at all. Her tongue became rock hard and distorted her face swelling up to where it hung grotesquely from her mouth. We took turns bedside at the hospital for what seemed like forever before my daughter began to recover from this strange affliction. When guests would spend the night in our house, they would claim that they heard frightening voices coming from inside the walls. Objects would be thrown across the room and spiders seemed to come from nowhere. My girlfriend's brother, who lived with us, complained that he couldn't sleep at night because the, quote, conversations were so loud that he simply could not rest. He believed in ghosts, and though he wasn't afraid of them, he said that it definitely felt demonic. Lights would come off and on by themselves, doors would open and unlock themselves. One night in our bedroom, a viscous laughter emanated from thin air. And to this day, I cannot explain the terror in that laughter. One night, I was awakened by what felt like hands on my throat choking me. I could not breathe. I could not scream. And after about 30 seconds, it released its grip, and I gasped for air. The same thing happened to my girlfriend the next night. Another night, me and her brother were standing just outside the back porch sliding glass door when we were talking about a supposed curse of their family. I abruptly exclaimed, I rebuke this curse in the name of Jesus Christ. I no longer finished saying those exact words when a deafening sound and vibration struck the entire house with such an alarming boom that the neighbors came over to ask if I had heard something strange. I knew it wasn't our imagination. I got out the ladder to see what had landed on top of my house only to find nothing. Things settled down after that, and to this day I believe that whatever made that noise also caused the disturbance to go away for a while. My girlfriend broke up with me and I met someone online in Michigan where I moved 
be with her. She didn't believe in spirits, and although I knew better, I decided to make her a believer as well. Living in a very small town in Marshall, Michigan, there were no stores that sold Ouija boards. So I downloaded one from the internet, I printed it out, and to my horror, Zozo returned. It said it came from cyberspace. And when I asked it where it lived, it spelled Skull Necklace. We didn't think much of this until I asked it again where it was, this time spelling Mirror. There was the, there was only one mirror in the bedroom where we were crouched on the floor. And I heard a scream coming from her seven-year-old niece who was watching us with another young friend. We looked up at the mirror and saw the skull necklace swaying back and forth with glowing eyes looking down at us. My new girlfriend's son had hung the necklace on one of the posts of the waterbed hours before I downloaded the paper board. We almost jumped out of our skin and although three feet of fresh snow had fallen that night, we all found ourselves outside in the front yard not knowing what to do, scared and frozen in terror. My girlfriend was so fascinated, she drove 40 miles to purchase a new glow-in-the-dark Ouija board, much to my dismay. The next night, we had another session in the same room. Zozo immediately came forth, even without me being a participant. My girlfriend's nieces were using the planchette, and I would secretly write down a color onto a small piece of paper, then crumble it up where no one could see. I asked the young girls to ask the board if it knew which color I had written down. It quickly scooted to yes. It spelled out blue. I remember chills coursing up and down my spine as I threw the wadded up paper to my girlfriend. Her eyes widened as she read the written color blue. We then tried the same thing with shapes and words and every time the board knew. One night, we asked the board if the spirit would show itself. It spelled yes. And told me to turn out the lights and take a picture of the necklace above the board. I did. And what turned out is eerie to say the least. On the upper left hand corner of the picture you can plainly see winged skeletons flying about. And they are the exact same weird shape of this skateboarder's skeleton necklace. Towards the middle, you can make out hideous faces. I have seen at least four evil faces in this picture. I took this picture about six years ago. People have stolen it off paranormal websites claiming they took it. When I know truthfully it was me, I have sent this picture to several experts and they have all said they cannot explain the images inside. As if all of this wasn't strange enough, now comes the really scary part. A few months ago, I Googled the word Zozo. To my shock, many other people have also been contacted by a demon by the same name. I read about 20 similar stories, and I am now convinced that this simply cannot be mere coincidence. Supposedly, Zozo is an ancient demon name which possibly stands for the Destroyer. Claims of demonic possession are associated with this Zozo, and I feel it in my duty to warn people to steer clear from this if it happens to present itself during a Ouija board session. I am currently researching this phenomena for a future book, and I am in the initial stages of presenting my findings to a reputable demonologist 
who has been involved in hundreds of cases of paranormal activities across the world, including a haunting in Connecticut. What is this Zozo? Supposedly a three-headed dog demon which guards the gates of hell, has a tattoo on its forehead that spells Zo-so. Also, Zozo is a term Aleister Crowley claimed meant 666. Jimmy Page of the rock group Led Zeppelin also used Zozo as a symbol on the Zeppelin 4 album. Could Zozo and Zozo be connected somehow? How can so many different people from so many different parts of the world somehow lie about this Zozo spirit? And if they aren't lying, then how can you explain these visitations by this wicked entity? Is Zozo the devil himself, or a wayward demon who has the power to manifest itself wherever and whenever it is called? Heed my warnings, people. If you are playing around with a Ouija board, and you jokingly ask if it has a name, and it spells Zozo, close the session properly, cleanse the house, never, I repeat, never ask it again. And if you are brave enough to carry on conversations with this spirit, do not antagonize it or act on its directions. I know what I've seen, and I know other people have also come into contact with this spirit. It is dangerous beyond words. I realize not every session results in negativity, but when you play with this Zozo, you are playing with fire. Everything I have described here is true, and I'm not exaggerating one bit. It may take me years, but I do intend on writing a book about this as I have many more stories that I do not have time to mention here. They all stem from true events that took place while talking to this Zozo. Folks, I have been told by people wiser than myself that the spirit world is more real than this world of so-called reality. Ouija boards can cause many bad things to happen in your life. I am including the Ouija ghost picture within this submission. Maintain an open mind, and most of all, Okay, so after going over that post, um, there are some pretty wild claims there. Now, I'm not saying that negative entities, demons, whatever you want to call them, can't do these things. There are just some discrepancies in the story. First off, the board will not spell the word yes. Nine times out of ten, it will just go to the word yes on the board. Next is if I myself had experienced my one-year-old daughter almost dying three times, and I had already attributed this to the workings of this negative spirit, why the hell would I start dating someone else and immediately try to get them to believe by introducing this new person in my life to this darkness that's been following me around for so long. So either to me, either the story is embellished or it's a creation to stir fear. I'm a firm believer in that you can create negative entities and spirits by how strong your belief is in them. 
I think this goes back to things like Slenderman. It goes to things like the rake um, and stuff like that. So, and I think that the, the demonologist, the famous demonologist he was talking about at the time, sounds like Ed Warren. Because we all know that Ed and Lorraine Warren took place and took part in the haunting in Connecticut case. Um, which the book is so much better. Uh, if you look for the book, it's actually called In a Dark Place um, by Ed and Lorraine Warren. Very good book. So that's going to do it for the end of this episode. I thank you all so much for listening. I'm going to leave it up to you guys to decide whether or not you buy this, this guy's story. So keep a lookout in the description in the show notes. I'm going to post a link to the book that Zozo was first mentioned in and to the post where I pulled the, the uh, message board post from. Um, I did not edit it, the message board post, because it was his first-person account, and I wanted you guys to hear it as he wrote it. So I'm not taking any credit for writing that. You guys have a wonderful night. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you all so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. Remember, I'm always looking for listener stories to feature on the show. If you have an experience you would like to share, please visit my Facebook by searching at JD Through the Veil or reaching out to me on my Twitter at JD The Veil. You can also find me on Good Pods under JD Through the Veil. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and give that five-star review a workout. If you would like to show your financial support, check out the support link in the show's description. Once again, my name is JD. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep an open mind. This has been another opportunity to peer through the veil.